Hello, and welcome to Confessions of a Grieving Mother by Emma's Footprints. Over the next half hour, we are going to be climbing in the trenches of grief. Tracy and I will be bringing you stories to give you a real look on what families go through after they experience a pregnancy or infant loss. Our goal is to help educate, support, and break the stigma around this topic. We're going to laugh and cry as we remember our babies. This is going to be real, raw, and vulnerable. So get your boots on. It's going to be messy. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Tracy. And I'm Julie. Welcome to our podcast. (laughs) Can you tell we're new at this? (laughs) Confessions of a Grieving Mother. Yep. We'll be your host for the next 30 minutes. And today we are going to interview Tracy Daly on her lost journey and um, her story of grief from start to finish. That's me. So Tracy, tell us about um, when you first found out you were pregnant. Um, so we, we had a little guy at home, um, and how old was he? Jackson was, I a little frog in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> he was 11 months old. Okay. And, uh, yeah, found out we were expecting again and it was around Christmas time. Um, so we yeah, we, we did the whole, like, took him to Santa and had had a T-shirt and said, I'm going to be a big brother. That was our Christmas card that okay. year. That's how you told your family? That's how we told our family, yes. Um, and I was, I remember being nervous. Um, I mean, Jackson wasn't that old. Right. And so. This baby was a little surprise? Not or? surprise. Okay. Um, just, we had just gotten married. Okay. And, you know, married. Uh, my husband and I started a new business. Um, we had a life, a lot of life events happen in like a very year. Very quickly. Very quickly. Bought a house, you know, got married, started a business, yep. raising a little guy, you know. Let's get pregnant again. Let's, that we just did that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the pregnancy was, I, I am blessed with non, non-eventful uh, pregnancies. Okay, that's good. Um, yeah, it was. And I, Looking back, I only wanted to throw up once when I was pregnant with Emma, but never did. Wanted to, meaning? Got the nauseous feeling. You were nervous or? No, just okay. that like, you know, I didn't have morning sickness yeah. at all. Um, but there was one time it was like, oh. So everything went smoothly and you thought you were good to go. Well, yeah, because that's what. That's what you know. That's what I knew. Yeah. Jackson was a healthy pregnancy. Yep. Healthy birth. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yep, so great baby. Great baby. And then pregnant again, and then tell us what happened um, before your loss, I guess. Uh, so it was Memorial Day weekend, and we were working outside in the yard. Um, yeah, my husband is a contractor and has a lot of fun equipment, and we were, I don't know, creating a, a outdoor play area, I think, for, you know, Jackson and, and the new baby. And... Um, we did not know if Emma was a boy or girl. Okay. So that was a fun surprise to I like I like those surprises. <laughs> a lot of people were. You didn't have gender reveal parties back then. Uh no, we we did find out Jackson was a boy. Okay. But after that, I wanted the surprise. Yeah. Um in that delivery room. So, yeah, um we were working outside and um you know, I'm pretty big at this point. This is 
the end of May. Yeah. Um, I remember coming inside and washing my hands and looking back now, looking, picking my head up and looking out the kitchen window. And at the time, I was like, hmm. I don't after after you experience these kind of things, you look back and you yeah uh, you go through every moment, right? right. And um, c- did I know? Did you know? Could right. I have done something? You just play that over did I and miss over. Something? Yes. Yeah. Could I have done something? So you just you replay things over and over and over. Um, and at the time, I didn't notice it, but like looking back, like I felt something was off. Okay. Um, and. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm so busy chasing this, you know, little guy around. Everything's and, fine. Yeah, everything's fine. Yeah. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, I, you know, when's the last time I felt the baby move? Oh, just brushed it off. You know, yeah. everything's fine. I mean, we're in the home stretch here. Sure. And um, so I, I didn't think to really tell anybody okay. or it, it didn't cause any concern in me. Um, went to sleep that night and... So that was a Sunday, and then the next day was Memorial Day. Went to a picnic um, at our at our friend's place, and same thing that night. I'm like, huh? When you know? Hmm. Just yep. Those little those thoughts happening all over again. Yep. Um. Di- didn't really think. It, and then Tuesday morning, woke up. I'm like, I think I should call the doctor. Also, Monday is is a, was a holiday. Holiday. Mm-hmm. And what can anybody do anyway? You're right. If I call somebody, what are they going to do? So called Tuesday morning, called the OB office. They say, you know, drink some juice and get in here. And they seemed panicked. I was like, what? What's, what's, why are you panicked? Right. And what were your emotions? Like, were you calm or were you thinking something was wrong? I was calm because I had, the thought never crossed my mind that my baby could be dead. Right. Um, never had really heard about that happening sure. so because it didn't happen in your world so nobody it, talked about it right it was it wouldn't happen right right so i get i mean my husband was working and i call my neighbor I'm like hey can you just ride up with me to the doctor's office you know and, and hang out with jackson so i did that i was gonna say what made you call her but because you had jackson was why yes initially okay. yeah you know my husband's working my mom's sure. working he's a little rambunctious right. you know one and a half year old right um just to sit with sit with sure. him so yeah, she came up with me and sat with him in the waiting room. Um, they took me, and this was back in the day. the The office was on Myrtle Street. Okay. And so they brought me in a little room, um, put the you know little monitor on yeah. my tummy, Define and some heartbeats. Yes, and and which, <laughs> being I don't know naive, I'm like, oh, there's there's a heartbeat. Oh, that was my heartbeat. Sure. <laughs> they were like, no, ma'am, actually, this is your heartbeat. Well, nobody said anything to me. Okay. So I'm Which like, is, oh, yeah. okay, every okay. There's there's a heartbeat. And everything's fine, but they were moving about the office, looking back. Nobody's talking. Right. You know, uh, ma'am, you, you need to go to the hospital. Okay. Yeah. Then then that was the first. So they point. didn't tell you in the office no. that there was no heartbeat. Mm-mm. Okay. Nope. So they sent me to the hospital because they didn't have a sonogram machine. Okay. At the office, and that's when I was like, I should maybe call my husband. Yeah. You know, this, if nothing was wrong, they wouldn't be sending me to the hospital, but never thought what it, what it was. Right. My mind never went there. 
Um, so yeah, my neighbor drove me to the hospital, you know, went in, got checked in, went up to the floor, got the gown on. And um, I also called my mom because she works in the medical field. So, you know, we have a great relationship, sure. you know, trust her advice. Yeah. And and so, yeah, laying, laying in the hospital bed um, all by myself, got the news that there was no heartbeat. And it was... It's like I'm like out of a movie scene, mm-hmm. um, getting that news all by myself. Right. Just you can't comprehend what, what that was just sentence. Yes. Right. Um, like what? What are you talking about? That doesn't you know. And then um, my husband and my mom like come rushing into the room. Yeah. You know, and and that's where it gets a little foggy. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. At what point do you think that your memory kind of shuts off? Because that happens. It's like so much uh, trauma happens in one second. Yeah. That it's like a fire hose. Yeah. You start to to blurb out, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I was so unprepared. I didn't have I didn't have an overnight. But I mean, no. it was like, we're just going to go up to the doctor's office. No, Do, yeah. Everything's going to be fine. I'm going to come back home. That I did not prepare for what was to come right. at all. I mean, how could you? Right. So your your husband made it and your mom was there. Yep. Um, and Jackson was still in the waiting room with your neighbor, right? Yes, yeah. At what point then, what what was then happening? Like, what I remember is, uh, the, you know, the conversations have to start happening of, um, you know, do you want to bury? Do you want to cremate? And I, I remember it, it hitting me at one point. I was, I have to deliver. Right, I was just going to say. Did they say anything to you about delivery at that point? I don't remember. Okay. I think it was either they did and and then I realized it or it was just a realization of. Right. Because, you know, I I had experienced a a healthy birth, um, you know, with our son. Right. And so, and I was eight months pregnant. Um, There's no way around that next step. Yeah. You have Um, to go to the next step. Yeah. You have to. I have to deliver my child. Didn't know if it was a boy or girl. Right. You know, knowing that they were not alive. Right. Um, and just nobody can prepare you for that. There's no book you read. <laughs> yeah. Um, even if there was a book. You wouldn't read it. Right. You wouldn't read it cause because that's a horrible book to read. Because that's not going to happen to you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. What You know, it was, like you said, picture perfect pregnancy the whole time. And then it's these questions of... Um, do you want an autopsy? You know, because there was no right. um, reason at that point. Right. And do you want to know why? Was, yeah. You know, um, just these these questions and these conversations that you, you you've never had. Yeah. You don't think of how do you have them in that room? Right. When you just have are unleashed with this fire hose right. of of trauma. Yeah, a nightmare, a living nightmare. Yes. Um. Yeah. So we we did choose an autopsy. Okay. Um, again, I mean, there was no, it wasn't like, oh, okay, well, we had a diagnosis, you know, right. or, or there was no. And did did they say burial, cremation, a funeral, anything like that? Do you remember any of that? I think they suggested a cremation because they were doing an autopsy. Okay. Um, so that's what we went with. And, yeah, my husband went to the... And I don't know when he went. He went to the funeral home to make the arrangements. Okay. I don't remember being 
you know, ha- yeah, having that conversation. That, yeah. yeah, being part of like it's kind of like don't talk to her. Sure, we'll figure this out. Sure. Um, so rewind a little bit. You ended up giving birth yes. to to Emma to Emma Emma Catherine Daly on what day? May thirtieth, two thousand and seven, oh. at two thirty four in the morning. Wow. Yeah. You're good. Well. Yeah. That that could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I went in. Um, and so that was a, that was Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. So that Tuesday, you know, got doctor's office, hospital, and then, you know, my body is not fully ready to to be oh, in labor yet. Right. So they, you know, give you some drugs to kickstart the labor. Sure. Um, and so I labored. I mean, from that point to when sh- when I delivered her, was maybe a little over twelve hours. Okay. Give or take. It's still a very long time to deliver a baby that's um, not alive. Yes, yeah. and waiting. Sure. Waiting for my body to kickstart, right. you know, the process. And then, you know, going through all of that pain. Yeah. Knowing um, what what was going to happen. Right. Um, that silent birth that they talk about, you know, is just deafening. That yeah. And having to leave the hospital with no baby. Yeah. Is, and hearing babies cry in the room next to you. Yeah. Um, they. I know they put me into a room kind of at the end of the hall. Um, I have visions of that. So um, my sister-in-law came. Uh, my parents came. My husband's parents came. So they got to meet Emma. Okay. Um, one of my best friends, Sarah, came that we were pregnant at the same time. She had just delivered her little guy three weeks before. Okay. So there were a handful of people that got to meet her. Yeah. Um, and then we had this amazing nurse there that walked us through, um, you know, while I was still pregnant when she, she came in and all of the, again, those conversations of, do you want to bathe the baby? You know, do you want to yeah. dress the baby? Do yeah. You, and do you want pictures? And my first thought was, absolutely not. Right. Why would I want, what? <laughs> yeah. You want me to bathe my baby? Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. You want me to take pictures yeah. with my baby? Right. Um, that's not living. Right. That, that doesn't compute in my head. Sure. Um, but she, she's, was really good at what she's retired now. Yeah. Carol, I owe her so much. She was an angel that walked in the room that day. Yeah. Um, and just guided us. And, and then, you know, once we had Emma and she's beautiful and she's our daughter. Right. Um, you're, it's so hard, but I mean, your parenting instinct kicks in. Sure. And you want to do those things. And um, I, don't, I don't know, something in me, it's like, this. these are the only moments I get with her. Right. So. And for you to think of that in that moment, you know, is huge because sometimes it's such a blur that you don't think of that until that moment's over. Oh, yeah. And, and then you're like, well, that was my only time. Yeah. And now I want more time. Right. I mean, I say that now, like, I want more yeah, pictures. I absolutely. want more time. I wish Jackson could have met her. Right. Um, but I, I think the guidance of whoever was in that room. Right. To, uh, I mean, because, again, my first thought was, no, I don't want, I don't want that at right. all. I don't want to remember this. Right. Um, so they, and they know all that, you know, they're professionals. And, mm-hmm. and Carol was amazing to, to guide us through that and got pictures. Um, so, yeah. And then, and then there comes this point where, you know it's it's time yeah and you know for all you lost moms <laughs> that have been through this you know what that time means yeah and uh they they take her you know and yeah you just you're left 
my heart was just shattered all over the floor. You're left with an empty stomach, empty arms, and a broken heart. Yep. Yeah. And being wheeled out of there. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with Tracy's story in a few minutes. We hope you are enjoying this podcast. If you would like more information on Emma's Footprints, please visit our website at emmasfootprints.com. To all of the families on their grief journey, we see you, we support you, and we remember your babies. You are not alone. Okay, and we're back. Um, We left off. Tracy was leaving the hospital with no Emma and your husband, right? You and your husband? Yes. So where did you go from there? Did you just go straight home or... I guess there was I no. believe we did. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a little fuzzy also. <laughs> I mean, I had just, just given birth. Okay, so you gave birth, and how many days were you in the hospital or? I think we went home Friday. Okay, so, so like two days. Yeah, delivered her Wednesday early morning. Yeah. Um, we might have gone home the next, maybe Thursday afternoon. Yeah. I think I wanted to get the heck out of there. Yeah, I know. I think so. it was, I think it was the next afternoon. Um, yeah, went home. Uh, laid on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it's amazing the, I mean, this was, so Emma just turned 13. Right. So this was, you know, 2007. And. Big girl's a teenager. She is. I have two teens in the house. <laughs> Woo. Um, social media was not what it was then. Right. You know, as it is now. So, I mean, you know nothing was on Facebook. Yeah, so nobody really knew you lost Emma besides the really close people. Right, our close family. Right. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, text mes- was text messaging pop- yeah. popular? Yeah. Um, or were pagers? Like- <laughs> <laughs> no. Whoa, easy Just there. <laughs> it's not that long. Yeah. Um, so, th- yeah, the word didn't get out as fast. Right. I mean, as it does now. Yeah. Um, so... So you headed home. Headed home. And the rest is probably just a blur for a, for a while. Yeah, so. I do remember some, um, you know, so we you know, had her cremated. And I remember being on the couch and remember home phones? Yep. <laughs> we had a home oh, yeah. phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that rang. And my mom, my mom was home or with me and, and Jackson. And... Um, yeah, she it, you know she answered it, talked to the person you know, and I remember her. I remember asking, "Mom, who was that?" And it was a funeral home saying like Emma is ready to be picked up. Oh, and she did not want to tell me that. Yeah, but I was. It was a difficult conversation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, did I expect that that was the person on the phone? No. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> and she, you know, she's like, "Emma's ready." You know. Well, I remember losing it right at that point. You shouldn't get that phone call. Well, and because you probably thought um, maybe it was over. Like, okay, you delivered, you left the hospital, now I just go home. Right. Nothing else happens. Right. And, yeah, that, that's not that's true. That's not true. That's yeah. not true. So um, I don't know who went and picked her up. I don't remember yep. who brought her home. <laughs> right. Um, and then then it's this We So we decided to have a little memorial service okay. for her. Um, at our friend's property, The Point. And I 
I don't remember those. If I had those conversations, I don't remember calling people. Right. Um, I, I guess I would like to know. Yeah. Who who brought Emma home? Who brought Emma home? Are you, who who are you? Who set that up? We want to hear. From <laughs> you. It was probably you know my amazing family. Yeah. You know definitely. Brian's family. Um, but remember going to the point, uh, having the memorial service. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brothers came home, and uh, that actually that's where uh, my husband and I we got baptized in Edinburgh Lake. Okay. That day. Um, oh, that day. Yeah. At wow. the memorial service. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's, there's pictures. I mean, it was maybe four or five days after. Yeah. You know, I came, delivered her. Sure. A week tops. Um, and what a surreal, I mean, it's right, like an out-of-body experience. First of all, people are there consoling you. Right. But I feel like I was consoling them. Right. Um you know, it's just, yeah. And then we get baptized, which, what a special moment. Sure. Um, in my faith journey. Absolutely. But I was not m- mentally all there. Right. <laughs> I couldn't appreciate, I did not appreciate. <laughs> who signed the papers? Right, who, yeah. Who coordinated <laughs> this? It's so, it's so funny when, you know, it's easy to look at somebody's story sure. and say, well, I would have done that, or you should have done this. Yeah. And when you're in that moment and you're making these decisions, yeah, you, you don't know what day it is. You don't know. You, you, you're just doing whatever makes you feel good at that moment. Or just you're you're in survival mode. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, knowing that that was a thing we wanted to. I, I think maybe like Brian suggested it. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. It was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's pictures. Sure. There's, There's pictures. Proof. There's proof. <laughs> Here I am. You know, a couple of days after I have a baby. You yeah. know, uh, climbing in a in a lake right. and. <laughs> Definitely. Experiencing, you know, an, an amazing faith step. <laughs> so you guys had the memorial service and you went home. You, do you have a headstone for Emma or just the cremation? Just the cremation. Do you have an urn? Um, so, well, that's, she she sat in the, in the white tin for a long time. Yep. How did you decide? Yeah, when was the point that you decided to get the uh, urn? Well, I looked a lot of times and nothing is ever good enough. Yep. Um, nothing. And, and where do you even look? Right? Yeah. Earn websites. Are there webs? Are there <laughs> magazines? There's, there's websites. Yeah. Um, I looked and then I would just shut the computer. Yeah. Can't do this. There's nothing. Yeah. Um, so I think it was, oh gosh, Emma's, I don't know if it was her ninth birthday. Okay. Uh, Kristen Benosi, my amazing co-founder. She's the one that actually got Emma's, her, it's a little wooden box. Okay. Um, and she got her name and date, you know, engraved on it, which... It's her home. It's her home. Yeah. You'd think, well, shouldn't the mom and dad pick that out? I couldn't. Yeah. And so sometimes... And you appreciate... Oh, my gosh. You know, yeah. Kristen doing that for you. Yeah. I mean, she knew me. You're right. Um, and sometimes the, the front... The, the, having a friend that does that and notices that. I mean, she saw me struggling with right. that. Right. And... Um, let me take this off your chest. Yeah, and I'll just do it for you. Yeah, yeah. And and it was and it's perfect and it's beautiful and so yep. She's got a little box. She cozy home. She is. And I look at it and I smile and. So let's rewind really quick. Sorry, we're going forward and backward, <laughs> but let's rewind and talk about the time between memorial service and getting Emma's urn 
you said nine years later, right? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so what time. did it look like? Yeah. What did your first year or two of grief look like looking back? Um, dark. There's a lot of, I can't remember. Okay. Um, just survival mode. Were you working? Uh, nope. I you had, had a business. You guys still had a family business, right? Yeah, my husband does, you know, concrete. Um, so he, I mean, he went to work every day. Okay. And I, I was home with Jackson, um, just completely in survival mode. Yeah. Just waking up. How am I going to do this? Um, what does this look like? How, how how can I how can I parent my living child? But I'm so sad. Right. About the child, you know, that died, and. How, how do I be a wife? How, how, yeah. how can I be a wife? You know, You're right. Um, I mean, that was in our first year of marriage. Right. Our newlyweds. Right. Um, so not, we, not what most newlyweds go through. No. And not something that, you you know, you do in premarital counseling or, right. you know, hey, so say you have a loss in the first year of marriage. How are we going to walk through this? Right. <laughs> no yeah. preparation sure. for that. So, you know, how do I, how do I be a mom? How do I be a wife? How do I be a daughter, a sister? How do I be Tracy? Right. And I really struggled with that yeah. um, and just did not know anybody else that had walked that journey. Right. Um, so I was on that island all by myself. And that lasted for quite some time, right? Yeah, a couple years. Yeah. Um, we, we went on to have two handsome boys after Emma. Um, Caleb was next and, and then Bennett. Um, and I feel like that could be a whole other episode of how you survive those pregnancies because after you have a loss, yeah, um, going into your next pregnancy is is I don't know. It's I, I guess I don't have the words to describe it. But yeah, it, it it's not that. fun. No, <laughs> it's, it's not fun. It didn't end well the last time. Right. Um, is this going to happen again? Because right. um, the results of her autopsy was, it was unexplained. Okay. There was no, and I wrestled with that too. Do I do I want them to find something? Sure. Um, and then. If they did, n- knowing that we want more children, are we gonna? Is that could that happen again? Sure. If it was a genetic thing, right? Or, I mean, we got the answer of we don't know why this happened. Right. They're equally as horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so I didn't. Do, there's nothing we could do. It just happened. So, um, which, but yeah, either either I mean, answer is not. No. Y- you can't build off of really. No, you kind of just have to go with the flow, and I don't really like you know. I don't like to tell people that, but you kind of just do. You have yeah. to go with your emotions. It's, I mean, it's out of your control. Yeah. You can do everything by the book, and but, that's not, we yeah. don't get to control these things. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, that, you know, we, we had two more healthy children. Two Afterwards. Boys. Yes. Um, and then that's how, I mean, we spoke about it previously in the previous episode about how Emma's Footprints was started. But yes. Yeah. And how that has, um, I mean, never expected that, you know, like right. I said. And what what a gift it has been in my life. Um, I'm parenting four children. Right. And three here on and Earth. that's amazing. It, it looks different. I mean, yep. it, each child is so different here, right. you know, in my house, each boy. And then, I mean, Emma, it's a whole different ballgame also. Yeah. Different. Yeah. But it's... Um, it's been so healing and um yeah never would have thought i would be on this journey well she's proud of you oh thank you 
I can't wait to meet her again someday. I know. We're all going to get to meet her someday. Yes. That's the cool thing. It is. is. Is all of these babies in law stories that we'll share. We'll all be with them someday. Yep. She's just waiting. Yes, she is. She's like, Mom. <laughs> Mom, you got work to do. Okay, so at the end of every episode, we're going to ask um, some questions. Um, so at the end of each episode, um, we're going to ask our guests some questions. So are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> what would you tell a family that has just experienced a loss? I first would say I am so sorry for your loss and that you are you're on this journey. Um, and my advice would be to surround yourself with a community that understands. Um, it's it, it it is a journey. Yep. Um, there's no arrival point. There's no uh, end date for grief. No. Um, and I think when you can understand that or, or if that's spoken to you then you don't you know before it's like well if I just make it through a year of grief right this will get better uh, you know, two years and you're disappointed right if you set these little bars for yourself you will be disappointed because grief is a, it's a lifelong journey and um, so surround yourself with a community that gets it yep. and that can let you be real and raw and vulnerable and get your boots on. Yeah, that's a good. That's that's a good answer. Thank you. Because it's true. Yeah, um, somebody that will get their boots on and climb in that trench with you. Right. And the good, the bad, the ugly, um, and that, but then also won't let you stay there. Right. Pushes you. Pushes to keep you. Going. Yeah. I feel like I, you know, I have. It, it's a really hard concept to get in the beginning. Like you, you feel like you don't want to live anymore. Right. You, you don't want to do this anymore. You can't do this anymore. Um, but you will start living again. Right. And if somebody that gets it is there and encouraging you and can sit with you but say, you don't have to stay here. You know, you, you can and you will live again. Yeah. And I feel like um, you need that community around you. Um, okay. And what are you learning about yourself as you continue on your grief journey? Ooh. That's a deep, that's deep one. That is. I love how you said continuing on your grief journey. <laughs> Because my answer two years ago would not be the same as it is today. No. Um, what have I learned about myself? I learned that I am a warrior and that I am bold. Um, I've also realized I've been a people pleaser. Yeah. And I've, um, because of my grief, I've become codependent and I've let other people run my life. Um, so no more. That's happening no more. No more. <laughs> But but that was there before right. the grief like amplified that um, a hundredfold. Yeah, and now yeah. I I'm I'm more than that. Yeah. Um, so I am a bold, strong warrior. I like it. And how would you describe grief in one word? One word. Just one. Just one. Oh. <laughs> Pressure is on. <laughs> Does she have an answer? Can I say life-changing? Yeah, you can say that. Is that that one or two? Is there a hyphen? (laughs) (laughs) Judges? Yeah, life-changing. Okay, I'll I'll accept it. Judges, ding. That's that's a good one. I mean, I'm excited to hear what, in other 
lost mom's worlds, what grief means to them. And life-changing is absolutely um, a grief word. I mean, I don't know how else to put it, but. And it's been, you know, I've been on this journey for thir- over 13 years. I mean, you're kind of a pro. Okay, I'm, I'm kind of a pro. Advanced, <laughs> she said, an advanced griever. I'm in master's <laughs> degree of grieving. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you for joining us today, Tracy, and sharing Emma with us and your story. Our time is up here, and we want to thank you for tuning in to Confessions of a Grieving Mother. We'll be back next week with another episode. Have a great week.